Episode 77, Have We Come From The Stars, Part 2. Elizabeth Hancock, host of Work Your Energy podcast, which is all about thriving in this energetic world that we live in. This week, I decided to create a part two following on from last week because I've had so many people contact me and say how much they enjoyed last week's episode. So this week, we're going to be focusing in more on the star ancestry side of it. But first, let's just clarify what we ran through last week. So I ran through the genetic changes in Homo sapiens, and in particular focused in on the signs of genetic modifications in chromosome 2 and chromosome 7 that created massive changes in us, most notably speech and brain size, resulting in more empathy and compassion and self-regulation. I also talked about the morphic field and how consciousness is driving it, and thus humanity. So maybe these upgrades and changes in Homo sapiens is the result of the changing energies or zeitgeists of change directed by consciousness. And lastly, I mentioned the indigenous tribes who believe their ancestors are from the stars, and they are their descendants. This is the area that people have asked me to expand on, so let's explore this. But before we start, I just want to clarify two points from last week. So last week, I talked about all the changes that occurred in us 200,000 years ago, which resulted in Homo sapien. And I talked about how 200,000 years is not long enough for us to have evolved and experienced the thousands and thousands of genetic mutations that have occurred. However, I wanted to point out that scientists are aware of this, which is why they are looking at the different groups of the Homo family and looking at them breaking off from each other, evolving separately from each other, and then, if you like, coming back together and intermingling and interbreeding with each other, which is what occurred between Neanderthals and Denisovians, and then 200,000 years ago when Homo sapiens came into the mix as well. Personally, I still feel it's trying to force a square peg into a round hole, but I just wanted to mention these things so that we can understand that there are many scientists exploring many, many different areas, but it's so complicated and so complex that it's just one of those evolving areas where we just have to look at new information that comes into the scene every so often and then add that into the complex mix of data, such as the evidence of genetic modifications in our chromosomes 200,000 years ago. And of course, the fact that we didn't evolve from Neanderthals and Denisovans, but they are actually part of our family and we coexisted with them at the same time. So let's hone back in on this different tribes who believe that their ancestors come from different planets or different star systems and look at who these ancestors could have been. Could these have been extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings? Well, I think that they were probably both, and I'll come back to that in a bit. But first, extraterrestrial means that they would be in physical form, and as such, they would be visiting our planet 
in spaceships of some sort. Interdimensional means that they could flip between visible and invisible, and they're essentially coming in through different dimensions, which of course takes us into quantum physics and string theory, etc. We have a lot more evidence of interdimensionality on this planet than we do from extraterrestrials, or at least the evidence that we have access to, so I'm going to focus in more on interdimensional beings first of all. Around our entire planet, there are many doorways or door frames that come up in our ancient architecture, but these doorways or door frames don't actually lead anywhere, which is interesting in itself, but you can see them in Egypt, the Americas, Japan, and even Saudi Arabia, and no one really quite knows what they are or why they're there. But if you look at the local cultures or stories from these areas, they are talked about being areas where the veil is thinner and it's easier to cross between the dimensions. So as I talk about a lot through my podcast, dimensions are not necessarily places to go. They are states of being, which means that we can access all of this through our mind and is what the shamans still do to this day when they go to these places where the veil is thinner and then they use plant medicine to be able to access their ancestors and other entities in order to access deeper wisdom, deeper information, knowledge of the universe, if you like, and knowledge about things that are to come. There are many people that believe that these images of extraterrestrial type looking people that can be seen in cave art and drawings all around the world are actually interdimensional beings that were accessed through the minds of the shamans, the people who were using plant medicine to access them. And we can see evidence of people using plant medicine going back thousands and thousands of years. Once you're in the trance state, then you can access the different dimensions within your own mind and start to access the multidimensionality of yourself or the multiple dimensions that ex exist within you and your own mind. This is something that people are still doing today with the use of ayahuasca and psilocybin and many different plant medicines. And these multidimensional experiences that these people are having are enabling them to cure their minds and cure themselves from many mental health issues including depression in as little as six weeks as I talk about in my previous episode, The Benefits of Psilocybin, where I talk with Jonathan DePotter about his retreats and how people benefit from the psilocybin on his retreats. So these portals could also be seen as the ancient ruins that can be seen all over the world in stone structures such as Stonehenge, and these stone structures are where they used to hold rituals and ceremonies, again because these areas were where the veil was thinner and they could more easily access the interdimensional beings. These ancient sites were built on energetic hotspots that can be found around the world, and these are places where the energy ley lines cross over on these energetic areas, they would then place rocks or stones that had large amounts of crystals in them, and this would act as a powerful charge, which then would enable the electromagnetic field to be ripped, enabling us to see into other dimensions. 
because as Micho Kako says, dimensions can be seen as all around us and may even be above our own heads. There are many areas around the world where these energetic hotspots have been noted, in particular a, an area called Skinwalker Ranch in the USA, where they have even used thermal imaging technology to see into other dimensions and have reported seeing structures and extinct animals, including dinosaurs. This leads us to believe that these other dimensions are not necessarily linking us up to different planets or solar systems or stars, but linking us to different times, past and possibly future. So could these interdimensional beings be from a different timeline in the history of humans? Maybe, and certainly in some of my deeper meditations, I have connected to future versions of myself, which has enabled me to access interesting information which has actually been quite profound and useful in my life. And you don't even have to call this different dimensions, you can call it different levels of yourself or deeper parts of yourself because as quantum physics is beginning to show us, time is not linear and past, present and future is all happening now which means that we have access to every single timeline that we exist in or on and this is the multidimensional self. We can use this concept to really improve areas of our life, and this is called reality shifting, because we are not fixed in time, and are not only connected to all timelines, but also have access to all dimensions. So what we call extraterrestrial may be different versions of our own species from past, present and future, but on different timelines to where we are now. Which means that in theory we can jump timelines and we only have to change, shift or up-level our own consciousness in order to be able to do this. I think when we start to view ourselves or view everything as consciousness and begin to see that consciousness is driving everything, even the subatomic world, and it's driving everything in order to be able to experience more. I think that this shows us that these zeitgeists of change that we have, these belief systems that are completely crumbling and changing at the moment, and the new ways of looking at reality that sounds like something out of a fiction movie, could all simply be consciousness driving us into a new timeline, driving us into a new reality. As I'm always saying, we are not as fixed as we believe we are, and reality really is just frequencies floating past our own minds that we then grab hold of. So if we have zeitgeists of change bringing in upgraded frequencies, this is going to have a massive effect on our consciousness as a humanity and as a planet, because the planet and humanity are linked. So does this mean that extraterrestrial beings don't exist? Not necessarily. And we can see evidence of unexplained flying objects all over the world, and increasingly so. Certainly in energetic hotspots of the world, such as Skinwalker Ranch, many UFOs have been sighted in this area, as indeed all the other areas. But again, these areas are all linked to different dimensions. So either unexplained flying objects are able to access our own planet through different dimensions, or we are talking more about interdimensional beings, 
Or maybe it is both. Maybe extraterrestrial beings who are more advanced than us have found a way to access different dimensions. I'm sure there are other people living on other planets in our universe because I think it's ridiculous to think that we're the only ones here. But the beings that we see, such as the shining ones that come up in different cultures, were said to be interdimensional, meaning that they have mastered the laws of physics and the multidimensional world and know how to tap into and harness consciousness. As I say in my book, Work Your Energy, our world is made up of energy. And what we perceive as matter is not as solid as we think. The more we study the quantum world, the more advanced we will become, until eventually we will be interdimensional beings too. This is the field of consciousness study, and something which I suspect that we'll be able to do the more we study consciousness, the more we'll be able to access these different dimensions. And if this doesn't work for you, you can just think of it as deeper parts of yourself. So does this mean that our ancestors were not visited by people from the Pleiades, Sirius or Orion? No, I think that they probably were. And I feel that these people, often referred to as the Anunnaki, were the ones that created the Sumerian cultures that led into ancient Egypt, where the religions revolved around king or queen priests who would connect with the gods. These gods were said to be once in physical form, but became spiritual or invisible over time, and possibly learnt how to move through time and space or dimensions. The Dogon tribe, who I talked about last week, say that the last time that their ancestors visited them was 500 years ago, but they still honour them through their ceremonial dances and rituals, which allows them to access their ancestors' via their multidimensional mind and subtle energies of the energy field, something that we can still do when we use plant medicine to do it. Maybe these Anunnaki who came to our planet thousands and thousands of years ago and within the ancient texts and ancient scriptures were said to have genetically modified and created us, maybe they were interdimensional or physical or extraterrestrial back then, but they appear to have physically left our planet now. However, this may also be because the veil is said to have become so thick on our planet, in part due to the low vibrational energies that exist here in our collective consciousness, which I feel is very real, and I feel it's affecting all of our lives and making things very hard for many of us, including affecting our mental health which is why I talk about it so much. I think it's really important to understand that not all of our thoughts come from us. And the sooner we can understand this and grasp this concept, the sooner we can get back to a happier and more thriving life again, because knowledge is power. And the more we know about the invisible field, I think the more we can start to work with it and make it work for us. Many of our cultures talk about flying chariots or flying vinmanas coming down from the sky, in particular the ancient Sanskrit texts from the Hindu culture which talks about a war in space and flying vinmanas which were said to be flying vehicles that traversed and were piloted by the gods and some of them even flew to the moon. 
There's also talk of flying chariots in the Old Testament in the Bible and also the Book of Enoch. So we've talked about portals today with the energetic hotspots around the world and the energy ley lines which act like a sort of meridian system that goes around the whole globe. But could we access different star systems or different planets through these portals? Well, I believe that we probably can, and NASA has already discovered a portal in space in 2008. This portal opens every eight minutes. They discovered that portals are magnetic poles that every so often attract each other, which then creates a doorway that opens in space, linking us to possibly other parts of the universe, but other parts of our solar system I think if we consider that the entire universe is an electric universe and our planet can be seen as a great big battery as I talked about in the grounding episode a few weeks ago, I think it is possible that the portals that we have discovered in space can link with planet Earth in some way and either allow us to see into different dimensions or allow things from other dimensions to be seen in this dimension. And I think that when we consider that probably everything is a huge hologram, it sort of makes it easier to understand. So let's end with the final question, coming all the way full circle back to have we come from the stars? Well, yes, I believe we have. Whether that is through physical changes via interbreeding on this planet, adding different genes into the gene pool, or whether it is via the field, the invisible field through consciousness and interdimensional beings or entities, I don't know. But I think that many of us do feel these deep memories of other galaxies, other solar systems, other planets. And I think that there's something in that. This is often said to be because the soul has incarnated into a physical body on this planet. And I can definitely see that that would be the case as well. However, it is worth noting that our DNA is actually hardwired to believe in something outside of itself, known as the God gene. And when we consider the holographic nature of our universe, perhaps what we are talking about here is the quantum field with archetypal energies connecting throughout the universe and existing through dimensions. And this is what we call the soul. The soul, which is a prism of archetypes and could also be said to be one huge big computer program which we are living in and experiencing this reality. And within this reality, there could be many realities. And we have base reality, as I talk about in this month's blog. What aspect of our world is base reality and what aspects are overlays on top of this base reality? More importantly, what would our world look like without these overlays? What does base reality look like? And how can we shift ourselves out of it and into a better reality for ourselves? 
because what is very obvious to me now is that our reality is being interfered with in whichever level you could look at this via the invisible field, via our multidimensionality, and to a certain extent via our own disbelief at anything that is beyond the physical world, the physical body, what we perceive as physical reality. When we start to shift our own mind out of the limitations of the physical world, out of the limitations even of the world that we see around us, and move ourselves into the world that we want to be living in, then we will create that world because we are already creating this world. And the more of us who put our heads together in order to focus our minds on breaking through the current paradigms of our world and moving us into a better world, a better reality for all of us and a happier reality for all of us, so have we come from the stars? Yes, we are multidimensional. We have come from everywhere. We are currently trying to make this world a better place, but because we incarnate with amnesia, many of us have forgotten what we are supposed to be doing, but ultimately we are supposed to be making this world better. And the first step in this is understanding that we are interdimensional beings. We are multidimensional beings. These overlays or programs existing over base reality are just that. They are programs. They are not real. You could see them as energy pendulums of the collective consciousness. We could see them as low vibrational energies of all the trauma that's happened over the past two, three thousand years. We could see it as the hypnotic language of the media. And the more times you can have a positive thought, the more times you can see reality around you in a positive way, the more times we can sit in gratitude for the life that we currently have, the higher our vibration will go. And this higher vibration is what will take us into a better reality because it is all about energy and frequency. And that I think we have more control over than we think. So if you want to learn more about how to master your own energy, then do my energy mastery course. It's a very simple, easy four-week course, but it's going to introduce you to your energy body, to your auric field, your electromagnetic energy field, and other scientific concepts so you can start to get your head around how it works. And it also includes guided meditations as well to help you start rewiring your mind which is the field of neuroplasticity. Okay, so thanks for listening this week. I hope it's been interesting to you. Have a great week and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Okay, take care. Bye.